Podcast. I'm your host, Al Walsh. We're brought to you by SportsPredictor.com, where professional bettors share their best plays. Get the winning edge by subscribing to the Sports Picks packages from long-term winning bettors. Once again, that's SportsPredictor.com. On our episode today, our guest is Alan Berg, senior odds maker and trader over at Caesars Entertainment Corporation. Uh, you can find Alan over there on Twitter at PercentBerg. Alan, thank you for joining us. Thanks for having me, man. Now, your title sounds awesome. You get to work for Caesars Corporation, which is obviously one of the biggest uh, out there in the nation. So tell us a little bit about your background and uh, you know how, how you actually got into sports betting. Um, well, I started basically at the bottom, like a lot of guys, you know, uh, walked into a book, uh, got an interview and, um, started writing tickets, which is, uh, you know, basically the first way you can kind of learn a lot about the business, uh, you know, what, what people do in there and how they bet and what they do wrong and what they do right. And, uh, it's, it's, it's a good business to really start at the bottom because you really learn everything. I feel like from, from your way there through the, through the ranks to supervisor and manager and whatnot. So, um, for me, it's been, it's been a pretty wild journey. Uh, and obviously with the expansion in the United States, it's, it's blowing up right now. So that wasn't Caesars, the first place that you walked into. Uh, no, actually I worked, uh, the first job I had in, in Las Vegas was at a green Valley ranch, which is a okay. locals casino out in Henderson. Uh, pretty nice property actually. Um, and I was with station casinos for, I think like three or four years. Um, and I bounced around a little bit, but I've been with Caesars now for like four years. Very nice. Very nice. So let's, you know, let's talk about your current role with Caesars. Um, you know, again, as I mentioned, and as everybody else knows, I mean, one of the just most renowned names in all the industry. Uh, what is a day-to-day role of a senior odds maker and a trader over there? Well, we all kind of have our, our niches, I would say. But uh, for me, uh, when I come in on Monday, I just uh, I want to slam my head on the floor because <laughs> I, I have so much stuff to do when, I, when I've had my two days off. Um, but basically, uh, a normal Monday for me would be like uh, I usually throw up a bunch of UFC lines. I'm basically like the lead fight guy here. So anything UFC boxing related is on me. Um, and then I spend pretty much the most of my shift um, moving numbers on the basis of our players. And, uh, you know, trying to go through a lot of NFL information. And if I have time on Monday, I'll, I'll, I'll start drifting in the NBA a little bit. So did I hear that right? You have off on Saturday and Sunday? Oh, no, no. Uh, I'm uh, off uh, mon- Mondays and Tuesdays. Gotcha, yeah. gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's I was about to say, to I was like, ones. how are you getting off on Saturday and Sunday in this industry? <laughs> My goodness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Once upon a time, I had those, but uh, that was on a, a late night grave shift back in my twenties, back in the day. So absolutely, absolutely. So, all right, I know you touched on a little bit, but can you walk us through kind of a, a typical day uh, over there at Caesars? Um, yeah, basically, uh, just kind of you know, we just monitor uh, what's going on with the bets. Uh, you know, we have specific guys that we respect more than other guys, and uh, we move on the basis of of bets. Uh, depending on the size of the bet and things like that. And then we have, you know, the, the traditional casino player that may get, you know, some decent limits on the basis of what else they do in the casino. And, uh, you know, we, uh, we manage it where we feel appropriate. If we're willing to stay where we are on a particular game, we will. Um, and then, you know, but you do have to respect what else is going on in the world. Uh, there's a lot of giant shops out there that you have to take into consideration when you're making your decisions. So, 
I think it, it's very interesting, right? I think some of us have either watched a documentary, some of us have read a book or an article or whatever it is uh, in, in terms of making lines out there. But what is what is something that you could tell us about about doing this job that, I don't know, maybe the, the everyday better probably wouldn't understand? And also, by the way, something that won't get you in trouble with Caesars, of course. <laughs> yeah, I <laughs> appreciate that. Yeah. Um, but uh, no, basically, um, I guess the the biggest thing is, is that while we may have our own opinions in, in here, um, you really have to respect what everyone else has as well. Um, maybe an example I could give you is, let's say, uh, just, you know, I'm not going to use a particular game that's out at the moment, but let's say the Patriots and the Jaguars are playing each other and the game's in Jacksonville. Mm -hmm. If pretty much everybody in the world has four, four and a half. And we really feel strongly about the Jags. If you throw up like a, a flat minus three, um, you're going to take so much Patriot money so quickly um, that you're eventually going to have to get back close to the market. Mm -hmm. And while that might be a decent plan for particular books, um, you know, we only are allowed to do so much with the bosses that we have. So you have to be very careful about when you're opening things based on opinion. Um, one thing we, we definitely do is we try to, we try to incorporate a little bits and pieces of, of things that, you know, we can book, uh, with an opinion ourselves. And, and the best way to do that is to try to come up with some creative markets that maybe no one else has. And then that can limit you, uh, from just taking a bunch of bets from professionals all day long. So we, I, I know, you know, we talked a little bit before this and, you know, I threw some questions out that would be all right. But um, one thing that kind of just came to mind just thinking about this is, you know, how much the has sports betting is sort of like the, the stock market and things like that. Um, you know, and again, it's kind of in your name with the trader or, you know, with your uh, job title there. <laughs> so are there are there really any similarities between the two or is that kind of, a, a, I guess, a mis educated sort of uh, thought right there no i think there's some similarities i mean you you know you're ideally uh at the end of the day you're just kind of risk managing and whatnot and i think a lot of that you know exists in in the stock market and guys trying to make uh money off of particular moves at the particular time you know the the buying and selling of particular stocks uh, the same stock maybe in the same day um and you do see that i mean there's plenty of professionals out there that their whole goal is uh, you know, in a sport like baseball is to maybe take, uh, you know, plus 147 and then lay, uh, you know, minus 139. And they've made themselves six cents off every dollar that they've put up. Yeah. Uh, you know, obviously, if the underdog wins or they, you know, get their money back. And I mean, that's a that's a huge part of it. You know, it's a lot of guys are out there trying to do that, which which kind of plays to the point that I was making about the Patriots game. So, um, yeah, I think in certain ways, yeah, it can definitely be like a stock market. And, uh, you know, if you bet if you bet the, the wrong side and uh, it moves against you, you can really uh, lose out on some cash. Very cool. Very cool. So. All right. So I know, you know, we touched a little bit on your background here, but how exactly did the role at Caesars come to be? Um, well, I've I've been in the industry for a while. Um, I've gotten to know a lot of people um, and they had a particular opening and. Fortunately for me, I had, uh, I guess, impressed enough guys that worked for the actual Caesars company that when uh, a friend of mine and a, a former colleague came in uh, to become director over here of trading, um, you know, he recommended me and then there was a spot open and I got the gig. And uh, from there, it's just been uh, 
cutting my teeth on everything, learning as much as I can. And uh, one of the biggest things I could tell everyone is that when you, even even a guy like me who's worked in the sports book, when you work behind the counter and you're the guy, you know, just monitoring what people are betting, when you start actually moving numbers and you start seeing what happens on the other end, I mean, man, you learn a whole nother level. Like it's, that, it's yeah. you, yeah, you learn so much more than, uh, than you realize. And, and a lot of people think they know. And until I think you're in that chair or at least a professional that's betting every day, uh, it's just another level of, of craziness. So I'm glad that you touched on that because, you know, we definitely wanted to, you know, give some advice out there to the recreational better. Um, I, I guess aside from monitoring markets and things like that, uh, is there something that you could recommend to the public in terms of finding value and, you know, I guess beating the book in, in some regard? Well, I think one of the one of the biggest things is if you don't have deep pockets, it's really hard to play the whole arbitrage slash scalping game where you're, you know, as I gave you that baseball example. Yeah, it's really hard. It's really hard to make money that way unless you really can get down a lot of money. So if you can't do that, um, I would say your best chance of, of making money in this industry is to really try to find, uh, you know, things that you know necessarily that you're your favorite sport, but something that you really do know something about trying to make your own numbers. Um, and you know, above all else, just don't take bad numbers. You know, if one shop's offering you uh, plus five and a half in a basketball game and another shop's offering you plus six, you have to get the plus six because while it may not matter on that night or in the next five nights over the course of a year, uh, those numbers can, can turn you from a win to a loss on the year on something. So, it's really important to always try to get the best of the number and, um, you know, stay focused on a particular sport or, you know, something like college football, you know, try to focus in on a conference. There's a lot of guys, if they put an appropriate amount of work in. Um, you can find little edges in, in your numbers against the, the market number. And uh, you'll start to see as you work hard that, you know, you might be able to find some things that will uh, you'll see the markets drift towards your number. All right. Now we're, you know, we're talking about, uh, you know, recreational betters and everything like that. And I think, you know, one of the more important things is bankroll management. Right. And I'm sure that, you know, you've probably seen this in your job, you know, where, where somebody might, uh, you know, have just a really bad night and just ab- like absolutely, you know, just ruin their whole month that way. Uh, any tips in terms of that? Now, we've asked this to the handful of people that, that we've interviewed here on the Sports Predictor podcast. But uh, I don't. I, I feel like it's interesting from from your angle here uh, what the answer would be about that about uh, you know maintaining a nice bankroll. Yeah, again, it, it's really it, it depends on what type of better you're trying to be. Um, you know, if you're if you're the guy like I said that's, that's trying to get both sides of a game, um, your bankroll is going to matter a lot. You know, you really have to be uh, consistent with what the amount of money that you're trying to win on everything. Um, that being said, uh, going back to trying to get the best of the number, realistically, I think it matters more if you're getting the best of a number versus how much you're putting down. Like, for example, let's say late, late in the English Premier League season, you could find like Manchester City at like, you know, minus 400. And then you see like every other shop has like minus 900. That's a situation where you're supposed to come out of the bankroll and and really put a lot of money down on on something that's that bad of a price. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it really depends on what you're looking for and what you're trying to do. If you if you're able to manipulate uh, 
or not manipulate, but if you're able to, I guess, exploit when there's a bad number out there, that that's the time you really want to like kind of put the bankroll aspect aside and, and really try to uh, get the best of the number. So we've talked, you know, about a number of different sports here. Just curious personally, what, uh, I, now I know you work in UFC and boxing mainly, but uh, is mm-hmm. that your favorite sport or you got something else that you like a little more? It's funny as a fan, I'm really into the fights and, uh, into, um, uh, the NBA has become a big thing with me uh, as far as enjoyable. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Um, but, but it's funny, you know, like from a betting standpoint, um, I'm very much in, I've been into fantasy football for a really long time. Um, and so I actually done pretty decent for myself here and there at the NFL, which is a really tough market. But when you, uh, look for certain things, uh, you know, second half totals, uh, player props. Like there's so many different things you can get your hands on that, uh, you can find some, de- some decent stuff. So I actually, I'd say I'm a lot better at booking UFC and boxing than I am at actually betting it. So okay. I, I don't step out as much on those as much, uh, as I will in like NFL and every now and then an NBA game after uh, I'm very, very conservative when I, when I, uh, bet NBA games though, I might bet like once a month. All right. Yeah. So, I mean, one of the questions that I have for you, too, I mean, being in the position that you're in as senior odds maker and trader there at Caesars, um, I, I guess you are allowed to bet. Uh, I wasn't really sure about it. I actually had a couple of people ask me if I could ask you that, uh, if that was OK that you guys are betting. Yeah, as long as it's not, you know, uh, one of our books is gotcha. basically what the rule the yeah, rulings are. Um, yeah, essentially. Yeah, we can pretty much do whatever as long as it's not within our own properties. That's good. That's good. Now, you a high level guy, mid level? Uh, I'm pretty. I have to say, I'm pretty low level, man. All uh, right. As far as bet as betting Option goes, I, I <laughs> yeah. If I like, I said, if I find things that that I think are way off, then I'll step out. But I'm for the most part, I'm pretty casual about my gambling. Um, I, I just you know, I've I've been a family guy the last nine years, so uh, I like to hang on to my money. There you, hey, you know what? That's a smart move. I live in Jersey City, New Jersey, so you gotta you gotta hang on to all your money here in the tri-state area too. So, sure, no, yeah, no worries, no worries. All right, so I'm glad that you know we touched base that you're a big NFL and NBA fan because uh, one of the two last questions that I had for you today, uh, kind of like where you see the the betting industry going this year. So not necessarily on outcomes, but I mean we've seen so much flip flopping going on with the NBA and the NFL. A lot of roster changes, a lot of coaching changes, a lot of things like that. How do you think that's going to affect the way that people bet this season? Do you think they're just going to blindly throw their money away, or do you think that you know we're going to we're going to see more more uh, knowledgeable betting than we've ever seen this season? Well, the the knowledgeable betting part, I think, is something that you know the information on the more popular sports is so much more available mm-hmm. that uh, it does help them stay, I think, a little bit more on top of the sport problem for the public is they always get they always get too invested in what happens today versus what happens this month or what happens this year um and then you know the the short the short money on the sense of you know let's let's put together a six-teamer and try to hit that instead of you know trying to bet game by game and uh and again you know be patient with trying to find good numbers and things like that so overall, I mean, uh, with a, you know, specifically with a sport like the NBA, where you had so much turnover in the rosters and uh, coaches and whatnot, um, you know, they're pretty much going to stick to the popular teams, and uh, that a lot of times, you know, is already kind of built into the number. So you really got to try to 
you know, look for, look for angles. You know, like I, I was saying how I, I don't usually bet the NBA too much, but if I find a team on a particular, like say a five, six game road trip out of the last like eight days and it's a popular team and I'm getting a, quite a few points at home with maybe like the Memphis Grizzlies, those are the type of games that I'm looking to bet. Gotcha. Gotcha. Speaking of the NBA, I actually just booked my opening day tickets or opening night tickets for the Brooklyn Nets. So very, very excited about that. Very excited. Right on. Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah. They're, uh, they're coming around with, they, they, I believe they just got sold today too. Uh, yes. To yes. The guy who owns Alibaba. So Joe they're, Sad. they're heading Joe in the right Sad. direction. Look at nice. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, I guess in terms of futures, have you guys noticed anything about, you know, more, uh, one team getting more future bets than anybody else or, you know, kind of the other way around? Uh, which sport? The NBA or NBA, NFL? NBA, or? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, NBA. Um, pretty much it's all Lakers, man. Wow. Um, public loves them. Uh, but but we're really close to LA out here in very Vegas, true, which does true. have a lot of influence. Um, but yeah, they've been getting bet quite a bit. Um, trying to think. Uh, it's been basically Western Conference teams. I think there's still that stigma. I guess a little bit of of the West is the dominant side. And while I think they're the deepest uh, conference by far. Uh, I, I don't really think the Sixers or Bucks are too far off from these powerhouses in the West. Yep. Um, personally, I, I'm a big fan of the Clippers. Uh, I think they, they have the best roster. They have one of the best coaches, and they've got my man Kawhi. Yeah. who just left my Raptors, so I was very sad. Oh, that's but your knew, team? But I knew it was coming, so yeah. Yeah, oh. so I was happy we got a championship. I, I'm, I'm more, more than satisfied with that. So, well, I'm happy uh, got for not, you, Demise. Nothing to love we, for we, got Kawhi out of the, uh, we got Kawhi out of the East, so that's just you know, <laughs> sure. one more giant to slay. <laughs> Goodness gracious. All right, let's, uh, let's close it out with some NFL. I guess, per, I guess we can take this two ways, right, where we go, you know, personally for you and kind of what, you know, what a lot of the Sharps are doing out there. But let's start with the overrated teams in the NFL going into this season. What do you think, and what are the betters, uh, you know, trying to say on that end for teams going into the season? Well, we can't stop taking bets on the Browns, no, and the Bears, of course, of course. Um, but and the Bears I, I too, will... you say? Oh yeah, the really? Bears. Yeah, they, they love the Bears, and, and throughout my career. Um, anytime the Bears make the playoffs, the very following year, it's a flood of money. Like the bear money just keeps coming. Um, there's a lot of, a lot of people that live out here from Chicago, and a lot of people from Chicago come to Las Vegas. So uh, we see a ton of their money every year, but it always ticks up the year okay. after a playoff run. All right. That's so, interesting. What's funny is that um, I, I don't necessarily think that those two teams are overrated. I think they're just overrated on the basis of what they're playing. Like, I don't think the Browns or Bears are Super Bowl contenders. But we keep taking bets on them at, at horrendous numbers, you wow. know, that just just aren't, you know, aren't reflective of probably what their true odds should really be. Yeah, you probably got a guy from Dayton going out there on spring break, dropping <laughs> 500 on, on the Browns, you know, to win the Super Bowl. But no, exactly. but, but no, you're absolutely right. Like both the Browns and the Bears have absolutely brutal schedules this season. You know, like not only are they probably not going to win the Super Bowl, but they might not even make the playoffs, you know, with the type of schedules that they have. So, Yeah, when I did, uh, I do quite a bit of NFL uh, research, especially during the summer. And, uh, you know, I, I consistently had the Bears and Browns as a 50-50 playoff team. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I, I definitely think the Browns are capable. I think there's just so many factors uh, that, that are in their way. They have, uh, outside of the, the injuries the Bengals have already suffered, uh, the division's pretty tough. Uh, the Ravens and Steelers are both very capable of, I think, winning both games against Cleveland. 
which would put them in a lot of pressure situations. You mentioned their schedule. Uh, the Bears kind of have the same problem. I, I think they both have talent, but they have a couple pieces that you're wondering how they're going to come together. And uh, while I think the playoffs are possible for both, I think it'll be a really hard road for either one of them to get to the to get to and win the Super Bowl. Indeed. So I wanted to ask about the Steelers, and we're moving into the underrated team, you know, portion <laughs> of this thing. Are they one of the underrated teams, or is there somebody else that that's making a jump over them? Um, maybe a little bit. I, I would say I think the the money and and whatnot is starting to show up on the Steelers. I think people were kind of waiting to see the market settle once the Browns' money stopped flowing in. But uh, the with the Browns, the interesting thing's been the sharp and public love them. Okay. Um, but whereas in the Steelers, it's been pretty much only sharps really like the Steelers. Um, so yeah, I would say they're they're definitely on that underrated scale. Okay. Okay. Now I've had. Couple people tell me the Falcons are a nice underrated pick. What do you think about them? I bet I bet them to win the Super Bowl in January. So really? I love the Falcons. Very nice. Yeah, very nice. Yeah. All right. I uh, their schedule's great. Um, they're bringing back uh, Dirk Cotter, the old Tampa head coach, as their OC. Uh, he did really well with Matt Ryan when he was the OC before. Uh, they play 13 of 16 games inside a dome, which will only help guys like Julio Jones and Devonta Freeman. Um, I, I, every, everything that I've seen as far as, uh, when I've been doing my research is the worst seat, the worst, uh, simulation I did for the Falcons was nine wins. So I, I could see them being uh, up to an 11 win team this year. Really? Wow. Yeah. Nine and a half. So, I like that. Well, you gotta definitely think, like, them. you gotta think too, Saints probably going to take a step back. You know, the Panthers with Cam Newton, you know, they, you know, he's probably going to get injured at some point with Tampa Bay. <laughs> you never know what's going to happen with them. So. There, there's a lot of unknown there in that NFC South, and and I love that fact too about the uh, the 13 games uh, of the 16 being uh, under a roof. So that's that's unbelievable there for Matty Ryan and the boys. All right, now I, I know that we said we'd ended on that, but I I had to go back to it with the NBA. Is there an underrated team that nobody's talking about yet? Oh man, as far as trying to like win the whole thing, or yeah, yeah, we can go there. I, you know what's uh... funny? I actually bet money on the Bucks to win the title, but. Uh, hmm. After Game Four in the Eastern Conference Finals, I uh, I pulled out after there and, and took my uh, took my money. took the money back. Yeah, I had to. Well, Th- thank you, FanDuel Sportsbook. I appreciate it very much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have to. Uh, I have to say, I, I had the Bucks at a hundred to one uh, to win the finals last year. So nice. uh, that was a weird situation to be in, where I was rooting for. I was almost pretty yeah, much rooting fifty yeah, fifty against my Raptors because I wanted to cash that Bucks ticket, but. Uh, you know, that's what the industry starts to do to you. You know, you start rooting for your money instead of your teams, yeah. for sure. But uh, as far as underrated going into the season, man, I think it's been pretty clean as far as what the odds show. Um, I, I don't think there's anybody that's a that's got a great price as a dark horse at the moment. Um, but I, one thing I, I think, uh, and we opened our season wins a little higher and took some under money, uh, part, partially on, on the basis of our opinion in the room. But uh, I think this Hawks team has a lot of potential to make the playoffs like and, and compete like and compete that. for that division title against the magic and heat. Uh, while I'm a huge Jimmy Butler fan, uh, he hasn't really uh, done well as far as hooked up with a particular team yet. So I'm a little curious to see how the heat will be uh, talent wise. They're, you know, they're solid, but uh, whether or not it'll come together or not, I'm not sure. So I think you're getting like eight to one or so on the division with the Hawks, and I think that's worth a little bit. And then a three to one in the playoffs. Um, I know they're super young. 
got a lot to learn. They, their schedule starts a little tough, but if they can hang in there, uh, the last two months of their season are really easy as far as the schedule shows. Wow, I like that, how you guys are already looking at the schedule. It just came out this week. I like it, folks. I like it. Got to, got to. Very nice. All right, so today our guest was Alan Berg, the senior odds maker and trader over at Caesars Entertainment Corporation. Uh, you can find his work and other interviews and things of that nature over on Twitter at PercentBerg. Uh, anything else that uh, you'd like to tell the people before you get out of here for the night? Uh, well, uh, we do a couple of the guys and me uh, do a podcast called Cash Considerations that uh, you could check out on Twitter at Cash Considering. Uh, it's me and two other guys that work out here in Vegas. All, all of us are behind the counter. So uh, we have some fun talking, talking games and uh, talking shop. And uh, I think it's worth checking out. I like that. You just got a new follower about two seconds ago. So boom very nice there you go folks. <laughs> all right once again folks go to sportspredictor.com where professionals better share their best plays get the winning edge by subscribing to the sports pick packages from long-term winning betters again we thank alan berg uh senior odds maker and trader at caesars entertainment corporation for joining us today alan we this was such a great interview we got to do this again at some point throughout the year Sounds great, man. Thanks a lot for having me. All right, you got it. All right, folks, once again, sportspredictor.com is where you find all that information. Later.